Episode 141 of the Drive-By Podcast with Antonio Park is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, the best bakery and pastry shop in the city of Montreal with five locations, cannoli, custom cakes, lobster tails, cupcakes, they've got it all and more. Check them out, including my home location in Brossard on Tachero. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by Own Space. Antonio, what's going on, man? What's going on, Frankie? Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. I was trying to remember the last time I saw you, and I think it was about five, six years ago at your restaurant. I came in for lunch with a friend of mine. Yes. Best sushi, no doubt about it. Still the best sushi, even if I haven't been back in a while. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> just haven't had a moment, but it's a phenomenal place, and we're going to talk about all of that. First of all, great to see you. Great to see you too. Thank you, look, you very much. You look fantastic. And you're around the corner here from my studio too. Yeah, yeah. We're very a couple of blocks away. Yeah. Yeah. You're not far at all. So I want to go back to your humble beginnings yes. because this is about you. And I like to break down when I have guests as to who they are, where they came from, what they're all about. So you grew up in Argentina. Yes. Both your parents, Korean. South Koreans. Yes. South Koreans. And your mo- your mom is still in Korea, or my mom my mom moved to Korea, moved to moved South to Korea. Korea. She couldn't handle the cold anymore. Yeah, well, who can so handle? It? <laughs> I'm surprised you're still here, man. You could be anywhere on the planet. I actually like the change. You know, I lived all my life in you know 30 degrees and 40 degrees in in South America, and you know Argentina, Paraguay, and Brazil. So, so I kind of like the change now. I, I I'm, I'm used to it now. How long have you been in Montreal? 35 years. I've been in so Montreal for 35 years. So yeah. today, I'm no longer. Uh, Korean Argentinian I'm mostly a Montrealer today I love Montreal it's my city it's the city that I love the most in the world and it's the most beautiful city in the world for me it really is no doubt a beautiful city with uh, many problems of yes. course we know those problems but we try somebody like you I could feel it when you walk into you walked into my studio you just it's all about positivity so we know that Montreal's a mess, yeah. but we're not talking about the pylons outside of Park <laughs> Restaurant, maybe, or wherever they are, as you made your way here. We're talking about uh, just the good things about Montreal. Yes. And somebody could come here, like you did, from somewhere else, and be the entrepreneur you are, and be a success story. And you are a success story. Thank An you. An incredible story over the years. <laughs> How did you get into... You know, you wake up one day, was was your mom or your parents cooks? How do you get up and realize this is what you want to do for a living? This was a, a long dream coming for me. Uh, it was never uh, something that I just woke up and decided to be a, a cook or a chef or a restaurateur or anything like that. Um, obviously, living in Argentina, and my parents used to have a business called Lavanderia, which is a laundromat. They used to, you know, wash jeans for Lee and Wrangler. You know, acid stone floating, uh, acid stone wash jeans floating stones and it's funny i learned about that yeah. because i had sal perisuco <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, on my podcast <laughs> yeah so he explained that whole thing because yeah. he was part of the inception of course of, of course of all that stuff so oh, that's what your parents yeah were doing. my parents used to do that we used to have you know i I, I don't know the exact number that we used to have but we used to have about 50 employees and in, in living together living with us they only had a weekend off every month 
So a lot of the third countries, third world countries, they live in that world where they they actually live in the in the house together with us. They eat it with us together. They sleep with us in the same. You know, obviously we we do have a big house where everybody uh, has it, and then also we have a um, uh, employees house employees house in the back. Where, where they used to stay and you know the, the the land was huge don't forget we used to hang 50,000 wash jeans on metal wires because it cannot be normal wires no because they're heavy yes jeans are heavy yeah this is wild by the way this yeah. is so much like <laughs> it's like i have sal still here yeah. i had no idea about this stuff yeah this is incredible okay and, and my parents used to receive all the jeans yeah obviously all the jeans <laughs> are dark blue color as we know that's the original color of the gene. And then after that, you wash them, you acid wash them, you stone wash it. You, you can do so many different things and make a different color out of it. So my parents used to do that. And don't forget, having the people working together, they all became a family. There wasn't no longer an employee and an employer. We all worked. Yeah, my and parents, that's the way it should be. Yeah, my parents worked. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you, my mom, was she, was she was the real hustler. She worked hard. She gave everything. But imagine working and living with 50 people. That's a restaurant every day. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Right. You have to, eat, you have to yeah. eat with them. It's not like, we're not living, my parents are not living in a you know, royalty world. You know, we're not, we're not, they're not prince and kings and presidents or whatever they are. They're, they're just normal people. So, they're, you know, the, the, in a rotational way with the, with the staff, with the team, you know, we call it family now, it's familia. Yep. for me and and like in used, italian yeah <laughs> we used to all cook together wild and so you were how old when i was i was when i started helping her out was about six seven okay. uh we used to have a backyard in the back and i've said many times about this story and i used to go pick up my mom used to grow you know a lot of different fruits vegetables you know uh you know and uh you know zucchini eggplant uh watermelon and cucumber she used to tell me go get me onions go get me this and i used to run in the backyard because it's kind of far and we used to get that that you know the wheeler that has only one wheel in the yes yeah so that was the wheelbarrow wheelbarrow the the wheelbarrow we used to use it for to put the jeans yeah (laughs) wet wet jeans and dry jeans to pick it up so i used to go in the back and put all the vegetables in there bring it back and and i used to be basically the the uh the 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 first commi who will clean your onions, who will, you know, peel your garlic, <laughs> who will take out the sand from the water. So, and, and I just basically fell in love with, not with vegetables or fruits or anything like that. I fell in love with water. 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 Uh, I knew since I was uh, very young, since I was very, very young, um, I don't remember how old I was. I was uh, I was one of those kids when when I saw water I jump in it. No matter Lake, where it was, <laughs> sea, shore, you, puddle. And, 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 and let me tell you something. In in when when you live in places like Argentina, Paraguay, you know there's piranhas. You know what piranhas are? Piranhas. Yeah, piranhas those, are the, the fish. The, the fish, the man-eating fish. That, that man-eating fish. Yeah. And they do eat, by the way. I used to swim with them with no fear. And 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 I used to, and then after that, I went to uh, obviously school. I went, you know, education is very important for my parents for for me to learn. So I used to go to school, and I became um, a part of the uh, national swimming team for the you know elementary and high school and things like that. I pre pre elementary also. I used to swim all the time. That was my passion. So 
At the age of seven, I really realized that water is something that I really love. And it wasn't the fact of, you know, smelling vegetables from the outside. Yes, I love them, but I'm still a, I'm still a young kid, you know. Who really likes the smell of an onion, you know? Like, like, <laughs> but, but, but my mom always used to say, smell them before you bring them. Because when they smell, when they're covered in their original form and you smell and it really smells good onion, that means the onion is ready. That's what she used to tell me all the time. Wait a minute. I'm going to make some notes here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when I'm at Avril shopping or whatever grocery <laughs> store, you bring the onion right up to your nose. It won't be the same. No? Because, because that's been already taken out from the plant and it's been, who, who okay. knows, who knows, who knows what it's how been. many days yeah. has been to be there. Right. So, and, and who knows. You're talking about when you grab it yeah, from the land. Yeah, when you're grabbing from yeah. the land, there's this actual smell that comes in the, from the, from, and the smells are very important because you can't really see it inside. Mm-hmm. So I used to smell them, but I, you know, I, would, I, I fell in love with the smell for some things, like banana, <laughs> mango. <laughs> mango and banana is very easy. It's just color of the skin that you see it. Yellow is ready, and the mango is a little bit soft, is ready, because we don't, in South America, we don't eat hard mango. We eat soft mango, because you, you chew on it. Yeah, and it has to be really yeah, ripe. Ripe, yeah. And uh, the real fact of me falling in love is, you know, obviously sl- smelling the fruits, bringing in... You know the satisfaction of cleaning a vegetable? Do you know when you have a green onion and you have all this root that is tied up with the, with the soil, right? And you clean it with the water and it becomes really clean and white, right? The satisfaction of cleaning something is what I fell in love with, with water. So if you ask me, if you look at it in my social media, Instagram, you'll see it, you know, chef owner or whatever and I always say a dishwasher (laughs) the reason why I say a dishwasher is because dishwashing is the most satisfying thing in my life does it it calms you it calms me down it suits me it makes me happy Uh, the fact that I know that the one dish is clean you know is very very uh, very very important and I always teach my um, my apprentices and somebody else's if you do something for somebody, then it has to be done right. Because that will come back to you. What do I mean by that? If I'm doing dishes and half of the dish is somebody was touching with oil, somebody drip oil, and it's oily. You know, it's slippery when it's oily. Imagine if you don't clean that well and the next person who gets it has that oil on hand. So why is that per- what, what is that person learning, number one? Number one, what is that person learning? Learning that this is okay which is not okay. Horrible. Yeah. And number two, how about if that person was you? So wouldn't it be better that you do something already prepared for the next person to touch it? You always do something in consideration to the next person to do better. And that's my, you know, my philosophy, philosophy and my yeah. idea of moving forward. Yeah. So is Chef Antonio Park telling me here today on the Drive-By Podcast that he does not own a dish a dishwasher? <laughs> You wash you wash all your plates at home by no, hand. No, okay. Come I on, do, I do I do own a dishwasher, hundred percent. I own a dishwasher, but uh, a lot of people will 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 actually say this, and um, uh, I cook at home. When I you cook. still cook at home? I cook at you home. You come home I cook from a hard home. day at work and still cook. I cook at home every single day that I can. If I don't have that day that I'm cooking, I always have something prepped at home. I have four children. Um, it's, you know, Alex, Naomi, 
Aiden, Alea, uh, and and uh, and uh, my girlfriend Rachel. She's just an amazing, amazing woman. Uh, she 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 takes care of my children. Like you know, she she loves children. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but before that. Um, I like I have this I have this funny thing in my head that I'm like I have to make sure that there's something to eat for the kids in the fridge even if I'm not there. So when I go do groceries, I make sauces. So you know when it comes to Italian, you make pasta sauces. Yeah. Right? You 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 make a bolognese sauce and you put it in the fridge. I do the same thing. I'm sorry, but I, I come. Yeah. I'm from. I, I come from Argentina, yeah. the land of Italians. You know, <laughs> yes, so, a lot of Italians. Yeah, a lot of Italians. Yes, so, yes. So I, I, I've, um, I, I cook sauces uh, and put it, freeze them some, keep them some refrigerated so they can eat it fresh. I cook a lot of different soups and I put them in them. Uh, when you cook a soup, you know you have you're cooking a soup with chicken, beef, and a lot of people tend to just leave this the meat in there. Me, I take those meat, I keep the broth. And do other other soups with it together. You reuse it. I take the meat mm -hmm. and I and I make let's say per chicken. Yeah. I take that meat, season it, make a chicken salad, chicken already made. So all you need is just put it in your bun and eat it. So and and I do Korean food, right? I do a lot of Korean food at home because my heart speaks from my mom. My mom is a, is the greatest uh, cook. She's the greatest. I, I can't say chef because she's she doesn't she doesn't run run a brigade, but but she's pro, she's no she is the best cook that I know in my life. And uh, if you ask me what's the best last meal you're gonna you want you want before you die, I'm gonna say it's my mom's meal. That's 100 percent wow. for sure. And uh, Korean cuisine because of the war and every difficulties that we went. You know, Korean food has, and I'm talking about Korean food and also Japanese food, because it's very similar to each other in different ways, but um, very similar content. Uh, they, they do a lot of pickling, fermenting, marinating, things like that, mm -hmm. and a lot of soups, which is jjigae and kuk. Yeah. And uh, I like to do all those things because if you pickle something, it lasts longer. If you marinate something, you can keep them longer. Mm -hmm. If you if you ferment something, the fermentation goes forever and it's great for you because you have probiotics that, that you can give it to your children. It's mm -hmm. healthy. And a lot of the Korean food is around vegetation, vegetables. It starts with a vegetable base and then it expands? No, no. We have so so a, a, a basic Korean dish. So we you know kimchi? Yes, of course. So kimchi is vegetables, right? Okay, yeah. So so the the world of kimchi i can tell you we have probably 500 different kinds of kimchi that people don't know about it and we that, only see the ones we see, see in you popular you see the napa cabbage yeah, the, yeah. the daikon radish and things like that but there's just you can endless. open the door it's just it, endless and imagine that world of kimchi which is a fermentation pickling process fermentation marinating process but on that way you can also marinate meat a meat not everybody has a meat aging fridge at home. You know what I mean? But I <laughs> bet you do. <laughs> no, I don't. I <laughs> no, don't. you don't either. I, don't. I, actually, yeah. I actually like to take meat, different cuts, yeah. cook them as a ragu, keep them frozen also, keep them in the fridge, some of them mm -hmm. to eat it fast. But I love marinating things because marinating things, you can keep it longer. Longer, yeah. And the flavor of the marinade, it actually tenderizes your meat. So there's difficult ways of seeing things. And... Uh, and and fish obviously fish you know Korean and Japanese were like so much in love with fish so we're surrounded by the sea right yeah so so fish is another thing that you can also marinate pickle dry 
you, you could dry for you it. Dry, yes. You dry your fish, you mm -hmm. salt fish, and then you can just clean it up, soak it in, mm -hmm. make it a little bit more, you know, boyish, and then cook it after. So, so there's multiple ways. So I do cook every day. And uh, uh, most of the time I cook. If my children's are not, my, my, you know, Alex, my firstborn and my secondborn, Alex and Naomi, they're not there because they will help me with the dishes. But if they're not there, I'll do the dishes as well. Yeah. Wow. I, I love, I just, I, because. You like the whole process. I love, I love just, ah, man, it's just, it's just so soothing. Nobody, nobody is, is like, you know, how, how to say, judging you. Nobody, it's just, you're cooking everything mm -hmm. from your heart. And when you do it for your family, for your children. It is special. It's very yeah. special. Yeah. And it puts you, what I find, you know, when I cook at a very, you know, much microscopic level <laughs> so when you think you're okay then you see a guy like uh, antonio park show up and do what he does it's just amazement it's art it's art. we were talking about the art behind me what you do is art thank you it's it's not easy to do but you get a satisfaction when you cook for other people especially 100%. when i cook for my wife vice versa and it's enjoyable and you can't pay that satisfaction no you can't buy that satisfaction. exactly that satisfaction is earned from the love of your heart that you put it into yeah. your hands and then you it's a whole extension of your love that yeah. goes into the food you know i i always tell my, my 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 students this very important key that i keep on telling them is because i it takes long to understand this a knife a spoon, a spatula that you're using in the kitchen is not a tool to use it. Think of it mm -hmm. as an extension of your body. Because if it becomes an extension of your body, it becomes naturally, you become naturally professional at it. Mm -hmm. And you become naturally comfortable at it. Once you reach that level, obviously we're talking about the level that you have to do it at 10,000 times, right? Or more. Mm -hmm. Once you start doing that, and then you start realizing that you're not even thinking that you're holding a knife. At one point, you're cutting something without even looking at it. That means it already became a part, part of, of your life, yeah. a part of your hand, a yes. part of your extension. Yeah. And it's... And it's with anything. Yes, with this, anything. This is a part this of me. This is a part of exactly. the hockey stick. Is a part of the yes, hockey player yes, or the baseball yes. bat. Yeah, it's it's an amazing way of looking at yeah. it. So having spent all the time in in the water, you see your love of water <laughs> is when you were uh, swimming with the fishes. Swimming with the fishes, as we yeah. say from some of the movies. Yeah. And is that how you you I guess decided sushi would be the way? No, you sushi would go? was pretty later on. Okay. Uh, like I, when did you go to Japan? I w I went to Japan in two thousand and three. Um, I, I, did, I, I did go for uh, culinary studies over there. I did work at uh, multiple restaurants, including Mission Star restaurants and you know uh, different kinds of restaurants. But but uh, I wanted to go there because I wanted to learn real Japanese cuisine. Mm -hmm. Did I have to go there? Not really. Did I want to go there? Yes, I want to go there. A lot of people ask me, but you don't have to do that. You know the word have to do that. I don't do what I have to do. I do what I want to do. I live once in my life. If I have to do what I have to do, and I don't do what I want to do, <laughs> then what's the purpose of living yeah, when this true. one beautiful life that we have, right? Do what you do. Do what you want to do. If you fail, let it fail. And fail it big. And fall it. Fall on your face. Because that's going to teach you how yeah. to get up in the right way. I was talking about yeah. this on my last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. On a solo cast that I did, I was saying how, you know, you keep falling, but it, the test of a person is how many times you get back up. Yeah. 
to the road towards success. But but it's endless. To it's get, an endless. To yes. get to get back up is endless. Yeah. Because if you're not getting back up, it's over. Then what's the purpose, yeah. man? Then what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. The purpose is to get back up and try to be better. If you fail a hundred times, I always tell fall another hundred. Because you're gonna be two hundred percent better than one hundred percent. So just keep on falling. When you look back at when you used to fall, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yo. We, we, oh, when you look ouch. back at that, you've come a long way, right? It was it's it's a long road. Antonio very, very, Park was very, on. There's no there's very, no very long road. But it's been. I started cooking at the age of uh, 15. It's gonna be close to 35 years that I've been cooking. So so it's 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 been uh, it's been. It's been a roller coaster in my life, uh, in many certain ways. I, and and the, the the biggest roller coaster that a lot of people don't know is that uh, my father and I, uh, and I, I say it some of the, the stories on, on on online when I do interviews and things like that. I haven't spoken to my father for eleven years before he passed away, out of heart attack. So, my last time that I saw him was eleven years ago, before he passed away which which for me is is it, it's the most hurtful thing that i've as a human that i've done uh shame on me for not opening up to him shame on me for being stubborn um and i'm not telling shame on him because he's he's the father mm-hmm. he gave me birth he gave me the most beautiful thing that i have today and the most beautiful thing that i that that anyone could have you know the people ask me how, how are you doing today I'm doing great do you know why I'm doing great and he goes like why because it's nice outside and he says no because I woke up this morning the day you don't wake up in the morning that's the day that's a bad day that's a bad day yep. that's the day that's not gonna happen so Obviously, with, with age, you know, getting close to 50, I start realizing all this, you know, um, appreciation about life and appreciation about my parents. Your parents wants only the best for you. I, I used to get beat up all, all my life growing up from my, from my father. And he, she was, he was, you know, he, he was a Marine in Korea. So he's, he's an army weapon, you know, head, you know. And um, those were the old days. Those were the old lo- days. This yeah. wasn't only happening necessarily at your home. It was happening no, I mean, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> the way we grew up. Yeah, everywhere, like, everywhere. Yeah. That was normal. It's yeah. it like, hey, you, know, you have a curfew at eight, 8 o'clock. You better be back. 8.15. It's you, over. You're getting a smack. Right. You know, and, and you get a hell of a smack. I used to get a hell of a smack. And, and, and I kept on doing it because I was young and I wanted to go out also and things like that. But. I realized with time that they always wanted to do the best. What is the best? Now that I have children in my life. My parents did not get really educated. Uh, my mom, I'm gonna talk about my mom on this time. And she, you know, she didn't even graduate, she didn't even graduate second year of elementary school. Her mother passed away when she was very young. She had uh, six siblings that she had to take care of. She had an older sister, an older sister and her, you know, eight, eight siblings in the family, and she, she had to work selling gums and chocolates and candies to be able to feed the, the, the sisters and brothers, the younger sisters and brothers, and put them to school. So she already became a mother at the age of nine. Um, and if you look at it, if you think about it, what does your mom want you to do? Your mom wants you to do everything that she couldn't do, that she wanted to do, that she believed that she could have done if she was um, supported 
right, rightfully. So my parents worked really hard. Their, their main focus was for me and my sister to do well. So, you know, me uh, going to school, you know, things like that. You know, I, I, I always say my parents, they, they want the best to do it. They, they want the best for you. They want you to do. My parents didn't really speak any other language than Korean. They spoke a little bit of Spanish. They spoke a little bit of English. They throw throw a little bit of French there. But, but they never assimilated. Like couldn't couldn't yeah. have this conversation, yeah. right? Either, yeah, yeah, couldn't have this conversation. Mm -hmm. So what's the first thing that they want? Okay, I cannot have this conversation. So I want my children to do it. I want my children to learn this. You know, from the age of 15, I was already reading leases of, uh, of uh, you know, my parents used to have a business here in Ondola, on Mowayal. They used to have depreneurs. And... Uh, I used to read the contracts for the leases for the depreneurs for the building at the age of 15 with the dictionary, with the vocabulary, with the this, with the that, like, yeah. trying, to, trying to like, <laughs> so, but it's the best thing that happened to me because mm -hmm. I've learned a lot of things from the age of 15, how to move on forward and mm -hmm. do it right. So I'm forever grateful for what they did for me and I'll be forever for them, uh, you know, supporting them uh, in my life. And I'm, that's what I'm transmitting to my children and, and let them educate a little bit more and teach them a little bit more that I want you guys to do whatever I want. Like my son, you know, he's 16 years old, Alexander Park, the love of my life, you know, my firstborn. He was born with a, with a, with a disease that's called gastroschisis. Gastroschisis is, uh, is, it happens very rarely. You're born with the intestines outside of your body. Oh boy. So your, your belly is not closed, it's open, and your intestines are outside. So from the moment that he was born, he was taken to the children's hospital, put it in a tube, in an intensive care box, where you put it on a tube and then slowly the intestine goes in and it takes weeks and weeks and weeks and sometimes months and months and months. So um, when I saw that, I, you know, I, I, I automatically, you know, it's my son. I my heart, my heart is broken every day, and I want him to do better. And today he's 16 years old, great kid, great soul. Um, I remember one day at the, when he was graduating high school, his teacher came to me and says, you know, you have a great son. And I said, why, tell me. And she goes, you know, tell me how many, you know, high school elementary students will stay after school to clean up the room with the teacher. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, well, he's just like me. We're cleaning up, we're cleaning, we're cleaning, we're cleaning up, cleaning no, but up. See, that's yeah. the discipline yeah. and the instruction that they need that a lot of kids don't get nowadays that you gave your kids. I, I don't because, know if I gave it to well, them. Well, instinct, instinctively, you know? I think you just did it and they saw, right? And then they're aware and that's why they turned out to be the way they are. It's more like growing up when I open park, you know, because they're, they're really growth. And, and before I get there, I want to talk yeah. to my father, finish my father. So when he passed away, he passed of a heart attack, and that, that's one of the most, you know, heartful decisions that I've ever made. And I want to tell everybody here, if you have to make peace with your family, mother, father, sister, brother, do it now. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow, and you have to do it now. I'll tell you why. I'll give you a very simple. And this, this is not coming from me. This is coming from somebody else, but I'm going to share this positive message because forgiveness 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 is in your head forgiveness is not an object that you have to break or open or open a door or anything like that forgiveness is all in your head and forgiveness is as simple as this this is 
as simple as I forgive you. Is it simple as that? It's all here. So you got to let that go. You got to let that go. You got to forgive things and you got to forget things. Because if you live in the past, there will be consequences that's going to happen in the present and the future. Live, live your life from today and tomorrow, for today and tomorrow. Things happens in the past, accept it. You failed, you succeeded, things happens in your life, things happens in your family, things happens. It doesn't matter what happens. But what counts today, it's today and tomorrow. So you can change and you can make things better. I just want to say this. I'm glad you said that because I mentioned, this is weird, I mentioned something <laughs> along the lines, the same lines of what you just said on my last podcast, my last solo cast. And I was saying that what makes it hard sometimes to go on we all hold grudges in a way, in a way, oh, yeah. in a way. You know, like we have, yeah, I was talking beef. about. There's beef, right? Yeah. Left and right. Yeah. Right. And I was talking about how, you know, somewhere filed in me, there's a grudge section. That's not good because that is truly what holds you back. And where is it all? It begins and begins and ends up here. Once, like you said, you use the, the uh, Kleenex, the, the tissue that you brought up towards the camera. Once you release it and whatever toxins you have in your brain about whatever trauma you had and mm -hmm. whatever you, you experienced in your past, you're able to be present and in a better place. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because, look, you're a very successful entrepreneur. You did not get here by luck. You know, this, it's not like all the stars were aligned. You got here from hard work and because... You are a special, special person. No, no, you are. No, you, you are. You are. Through your experience, your experiences growing up in Argentina, having the parents that you had, having the experiences that you have, the road could have gone also very differently for oh, you. Yeah. It goes very differently for a lot of people. And, and so, don't tell me, don't get me wrong. At the age of 15, when I started dishwashing somewhere else, I was also dealing weed. So don't look at me like I'm all innocent person who's sitting down here who only did the right things to be here. No. You I, made mistakes. I've, oh, I've made mistakes. Yep. I've made mistakes for years and years and years. I don't know if I consider that as mistakes. I consider that more as an experience in life. You're right. To choose, to choose what path you're going to walk in the future. You know, there's something that Bruce Lee said, you know, be water. And I, I, the, the, the word of being water is such a beautiful thing because it goes into funneling into anywhere where other people cannot go because you're water. If you put a, 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 a bottle and then you put stones and you be a water, you're filling up everywhere. So you're a filler of everything. But this is where I come in and I say, you can be a water, but a water have a different exit where it can go to a clean place or a dirty place. Mm -hmm. So even being a water, you have to choose where you want to be at the end because the water is heavy. When it goes to the bottom, you cannot come up again unless you shake it up. So it's very important to know to choose where you want to be, even if you're water. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Not only a uh, restaurateur and extraordinary chef, <laughs> but... Uh, Philosopher and psychologist. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting down here. We should be on the couch. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so, okay, so you, you got into 
you went to Japan. Yeah. You studied. Yeah. Like you said, you 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 wanted to go. You didn't have to go. I didn't have to yeah, go. You wanted, wanted to go to there. Go, yeah. And then you came back here. When did you open Park, which is... Park. That's your first, right, baby? Yeah, yeah, your first. my first baby, of course. Put uh, put everything in, into Park. I opened uh, um, almost at the end of 2011. So I, I'll say tw- start of 2012. Mm-hmm. 2012. So we, uh, it's, you know, it's 12 years. Uh, pushing hard, uh, going into the thirteenth year, obviously. But uh, you know that I like, like I, I it's, it's, it was something that I wanted to do for a long time, but was never ready. Uh, that was twenty years later after I started working. So I worked for other people for twenty years, left and right, learned a lot of things, made a lot of mistakes, uh, got trained by different many chefs, which I'm very appreciative today. It doesn't matter if I had good times or bad times. Because at the end of the day, they are the chefs. I get, I go into their world, and it's not what they want you to learn. You control your life. So if you're learning something that they tell you to learn, then you're not living your life anymore. Don't, I always say, be open-minded. Absorb. Never say no. Never shut down the door. Because the moment that you shut down the door, they will not teach you anymore. No. Just say yes. Yes. Be that person that says yes. Yep. Okay. We chef. Let's go. Let's go. Because you have the capacity as a human being to choose what you want to focus on, what you want to learn on, and what you want to keep it. And things that you don't like, throw it away. I'm not judging that chef. I'm not judging this chef. I'm not judging this chef. Those are all mentors to me at the end of the day. And I'm appreciative because because of them. You know, you can't say because of one person you are who you are. Everybody made me who I am today. And that's why I'm appreciative today. I opened when I opened, I cleaned up my bank. <laughs> I like call, most people I, do I when clean, they start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call my mom. I have debts of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars with the bank. I opened park. Um I, 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 and the, the hardest thing about Park when I opened Park was that uh, I had shingles. From the moment that we opened Park for painting constructions, I was helping them out, right? I was trying to help them. You know, I know it's, you, you need the paper to, to, to do the construction. But mm-hmm. kind of, you know, <laughs> save money, you know? <laughs> it was a small little place, right? So yeah, I was go help- back, it's not was, a problem. <laughs> I was helping the painting, I was helping the floor. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, helping the, the, the construction builders to save money, obviously, because I was very poor, so I didn't have that much money to be able to, to do all that. And, uh, and the, I got shingles on the first day that we started the construction. And I remember taking... F- Probably throw 40 pills, 40 painkillers, different painkillers every hour. <laughs> it hurt. It's everywhere here. So it was hurting. And uh, um, I opened Park a month, almost two months after the renovations that we did. And I had shingles still because shingles last for a, uh, six months, four months, five months, six months almost. I opened the day that I opened Park officially to the public, I had shingles. And I used to make nigiri like this. And people used to say, are you okay? It's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's itchy. 
<laughs> so, 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 and my partners know very well about that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> the reason why my son was helping at the elementary school after school clean up the teacher is because every Sunday I was working morning till night. I'm telling you, 8 a.m., go home, midnight one, 8 a.m., no, no, day, no day off, zero day off. It's not like, I want to work 40 hours. No, you're not working 40 hours. You're working 120. Oh. And I knew that already in my head. Yeah. I had to. I had to push everything. On Sundays, it was one day with my children. I took, I used to go in the morning because on Sundays is the day that I have to bake all the sauces. When I first opened the restaurant, obviously, I don't want to share all the recipes of the sauces with everybody. <laughs> the I'm like, secret you know, sauces. Dude, I, yeah. I work hard for this shit. You know, yeah. like, I want to. So, so I used to bring my kids. I used to have an island in the, in the kitchen. I used to put them with paper and drawing, you know, crayons and things like that. And they used to crayon and all that. And I used to make the sauces in the back. Cut the vegetables, put it in, make a mise en place for Monday to start again. Because Sunday was the only day off. Um, my mom was kept on telling me, go to church, go to church on Sundays. I practiced church. I'm a Catholic. I did my, uh, you know, I, I did, I went to church. I did my, I was baptized Antonio Park and, um, I did my Primera Comunión and, you know, you know, mm -hmm. the, yeah, the, we did the, the original same. side of it. And, yeah. and then, um, you were an altar boy ever or no, 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 not, <laughs> that deep, not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I sang a little bit at the choral. Okay, good, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, my, uh, I love singing by the way. I oh, love singing and dancing. That's very South American side of me. Yes. Uh, and, um, when they were in the kitchen, I always used to tell, they were young kids, four, five, six, seven, growing up, right? four, five, six, seven, growing up from that age to that age. They had to draw with crayons. And by the time I'm cleaning my stocks, my pots, my pans, my chopping board, my cutting boards, my, my, my knives, I used to tell them, you clean your table now. So from the age of four or five, they're already cleaning their table. They had no choice because I wasn't going to clean for them. They make a mess, they clean it. But they see me cleaning, running, and taking pots, heavy pots. You know, we're talking, you know, gallons and gallons that I'm moving from the pot alone. Mm -hmm. So they see this, and I think they started, they learned how to work hard and clean hard. And yeah. very appreciative of that. So that's how I opened Park. That's how Park became to life. And, and we're here almost 13 years later we're here is it open seven days a week or we're open uh six days a week six days except for sunday sundays yeah okay yeah. and do you have i mean you must have you're there every day no i'm not there every day okay. today yeah i so used to be there every day for in, to start six years okay yeah every now day. you have sous chefs who, now i have uh or a head chefs, ch head chefs, chefs head chefs sushi head chefs okay shinji-sang shinji-sang oh yes, amazing yes. At the sushi bar yeah I have, uh, you know, uh, Min is amazing, who's been there with eight. I just asked yesterday, uh, last this week, I asked Min, Min, how long? And he looked at me and goes, eight years. <laughs> and I'm like, eight years? Good for you. And he looked at me and said, good for you. <laughs> Better you than me. And then, oh, but uh, it's a lot. It's a yeah, lot. I mean, yeah. you can't be there still. You know, no, I, no, I no, thought no. still somehow you were. I am. I am there. You're there. I, I am there. Let's say I'm there. So I cooked uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night with the team. Um, so I'm there basically as much as I can be there. I'll always be there. Uh, I always like to cook. I always like to keep on doing things. But I have you know restaurants in South Korea now. Restaurants. How many restaurants do you Sono. have? I know. 
Uh, I lost track. I was trying to. Yeah, I, I lost track too. <laughs> you have uh, <laughs> that many. There, there's, yeah. there's some restaurants that I have that that people know, and there's some restaurants that I have that people don't, don't know even that, know your don't partner even know that I have, it, and I want yeah. to keep it that way. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, it's better like that. But uh, if you're sauce. asking me how many restaurants do I have, <laughs> yeah. I do have over tons, ten, over ten. Yes. Yeah, and you have uh, is it Yama as well at uh, yeah Yama Yama at Hotel Vogue. Vogue. Yeah, so Yama at Hotel Vogue is uh, is is my newest operations that I open is the newest one. Uh, it's within the hotel Vogue it's called Yama Mountain mm-hmm. I'm on the La Montagne, Mountain so yeah. we call it Mountain and uh, we do the whole F&B food and beverage hospitality uh, package there with the room service with the banquets with the catering mm-hmm. with the breakfast brunch lunch dinner lounge bar so we're doing everything there. Um, if you guys want to come, please come and visit. We have a beautiful Saint <laughs> yes. Cassette on Thursdays, weekends. We're implementing different things. And as of next week, something special is happening. We're marrying uh, live music with the DJ. So we wanted to bring something else. We don't want to just put you know loud music and do it uh, with DJing, mixing. I love DJs, by the way. That's but, cool. But I, 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 I somehow love the instrument of piano, guitar, uh, saxophone, you know, violin. My, Are you a musician? Do you play any? My no? children play them. Okay, cool. I love them all. I, I, I don't. I'm not a musician, but I do play piano. You love, yeah, I do. Play oh, you piano. do. Yeah, I do. So you have an piano. ear for music. Yeah, I love yeah. music. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually wanted to be a singer since I was a kid. Awesome. Actually, that, that was my dream, and my father just crushed it. Crushed my dream. He says, go to school. Like like dads from that generation. My dad crushed all my dreams, but he was a great man, but he just crushed everything. Any idea I had, uh, they're never going to put you yeah. on the radio. They're not going to put you on TV. Yeah. You're never going to be a drummer. You're not going to be a hockey player. You're not going to be a baseball player. I remember he played baseball. You're a baseball fan, too. Yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan. Yes, in my father. My father was a huge sports player mm-hmm. and a coach. And uh, he never wanted to me me to be a cook or a chef, and uh, you know, you know, just especially Japanese food. We know the story of history of uh, Korea and Japan back in the days with the oh, war yeah. and domination yeah. and all that. Episode one forty one of the Drive By Podcast with Antonio Park is sponsored by Les Delis Lafrenet. You know they've got a good thing going when you show up to somebody's house. We haven't even opened up the box yet. They don't know what's in the Lafayette box, and they're trying to guess. You know why? Because they've been there so many times. They're wondering, did Frank and Seth bring the strawberry shortcake? Is it pastries, lobster tails, cannoli? Is it the cappuccino cake? That's how excited people get when they see the box, the logo, yet alone what's in it. Check them out. Five great Montreal locations for every celebration in your life, including weddings. They'll make custom cakes for you, theme cakes for birthdays and anniversaries. They've got it all. You could also sit down with a designer and design the cake for your wedding with them at the original location on Lafrenet or the other four Montreal locations, including my home location on Tachereau in Brossard. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. But I love Japanese culture. I love Japanese food. Um, and like I say, I don't have to do what other people tell me to do. I want to do what yeah. I do. The reason why I chose to do Japanese food is because of the purity of the ingredient. The natural flavors of every single ingredient that we can have. Produce, but also texture, smell, smell. 
Japanese food cannot be done if you don't have the best quality ingredients. When it comes to fish, you're eating it raw. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What more do you have to say? Exactly. Yeah. If I if I and people say, oh, raw fish. Well, vegetables are raw too. By the mm-hmm. way, your salad that you're eating, they're raw too. But it's not fish. Obviously, they're just two different things. One is grown in soil. The other one is grown in water. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I I love that aspect to be able to create something and represent its original form of flavor, texture, and there's a sweetness to it that a lot of people don't understand. And I want people to eat their sushi and keep on mm-hmm. doing this because the funny thing is, and people do, do not mock me on this, do not take me as a joker. <laughs> when you eat a sushi and that sushi is really fresh or that sashimi is really fresh, the moment that you eat and you swallow it, everything, after you swallow it, keep on doing this. Keep on swallowing it. And you're going to see there's a sweetness that comes out of nowhere. And that's the fat, the oil, the essence of the oil of the fish that got left in your palate. And that's how you know your fish is fresh. Antonio, I, to me, my favorite is sashimi. Yeah. And I remember going to your restaurant for the first time. And it's not only the taste. First of all, it's next level. Let's be honest. It's, <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of sushi restaurants and good sushi restaurants. But yours is... Thank you, you know, you're, you're, you're paying for quality in its next level, as I mentioned. And it looks amazing. Thank you. It's put together. It all comes, like you said, yeah, your palate. You just keep yeah. kind of cleansing yeah, your palate. You know, and maybe a good sake. Good that, sake. We the, just came out with also our park sake. I'm coming out wait with Wait a minute. Is this available at, can I get this at, at park. the... At park. Yeah, okay. there's private import. So okay. we're going nice. to... We started at park first. We have our park beer also. Uh, I'm doing different things. Okay, you obviously. got park beer only available at uh, park. Same at, thing, or at park now it's going to be soon available at TNT supermarkets. Nice. And slowly we're going to get into different areas of cool. of of, uh, of, uh, of. I just I just feel like uh, there there's a reason why I started this is because it's, it's things that I want to do, things that I want to showcase, things that I want to do it right and. You know, Sapporo is great, but Sapporo is Sapporo. <laughs> so yeah, I want to. I want to create something that is more fun. Uh, also, implement different uh, drinks. So we're doing a, a sake style rice beer that is really really good, and then also we're doing a, a yuzu beer with the citrus flavor of beer. I love that. Yeah, I then, love citrus beer. <laughs> citrus beer. Yeah, now what I'm coming with is we're we're still studying. It's been a year and a half that I've been really formulating formulating this and making it happen kimchi beer yeah because i want to have probiotics in the beer and make it healthier, yeah, make it healthier. <laughs> healthy beer yeah, healthy gives beer. me a reason healthy to have beer, more healthy beer yeah. <laughs> i'll be a park for that <laughs> that's awesome um I, there's so many things i want to ask you and then as we're, we're we're chatting i'm listening to you and i'm focused on the conversation and i want to go naturally obviously with the conversation and what you're yes. saying. But then I'm like, oh, I can't forget to ask him this. I have so many questions. Do you think because of the quality that you put out and of the food that you you make, that led to you becoming a, and I hate using the word, I don't like the word celebrity yeah. chef, but no, you ended up on network television. Yeah, for network You were on yeah. some, for, for Food Network, yeah. you were on some shows. Yeah. What do you think... Open those doors for you. Besides the fact, look, 
Antonio, not everybody comes on this podcast and is able to speak as naturally as you do. Okay? Sometimes I'm asking way more questions. And it's because it takes a certain individual and a certain personality to connect to people, right? And to have, to be free-flowing, independent thinker, which I believe you are, I can yes, tell. So what do you think led to so many stars and, and I don't care about that stuff, but, but, you know, it does say something. Hockey players, athletes, making park the destination. What do you think? Because there's a lot of places celebrities and athletes show up to, and then they find a new place. With you, <laughs> it's like a revolving door. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. you go in, yeah. and, and it's like they keep coming in. It's like a Simpsons episode. Yes, yes. Because what is it? What do you think the secret is? It, it starts with you and the type of person that you are. I just... I don't. I don't have the exact answer to that. Uh, so f first of all, you gotta think that you're not a celebrity. I think that's the first thing you gotta take it out of your head. Because if you start thinking you're a celebrity, then you're you're hungry for celebrity options. And I'm not hungry for celebrity options. I'm just happy to cook for people. And a lot of people think like, yeah, he's a celebrity. He's a get to know me first mm -hmm. get to know really know the person that i am uh i love giving back but not only giving back in certain ways but also you know how can i put this hockey players will come in i'll go to the table myself for instance so, I mean, you're a big fan, so you see them come in. Yeah, I'm, and I'm you're a like, big fan of yeah. all, all athletes. Yeah. I, I, think, so, I think athletes are amazing. Yes. I, lo I love them a lot. I, I, for sure, my father, my father was amazing with anything with balls. <laughs> 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 you know, we're talking about football. In, yeah. in Korea, I know South Koreans, they love their baseball. They love their oh, yeah, baseball, football, yeah. soccer, mm, yeah. huge fans, uh, golf. Uh, any ping pong, <laughs> really good. <laughs> anything, anything with anything with ball, balls, right? Yeah. Uh, my father used to uh, also play baseball for shortstop. He used to be a soccer goalie player, um, a forward right hand. Uh, he also used to coach all these things in in South America. So, I, I come from that blood, right? So it's, I love sports, and when I look at the sports athlete, for me, it's. Not, not like I want to get something from them. You see, that goes. That's not what it is. It's what can I do for them to feel better the next morning? How can I know them more? The power of being a chef and a cook. We have, we have a power, by the way. Oh, I know that. We have a power. I know. <laughs> we're not we're not Power Rangers, but we do have different. You do. Powers. No, you do. And I'm going to tell you what the power is. And it's not. Uh, ego power or anything no. like that i might be able to recognize faces of people i might not know any of their names of the clients but i might know what they like eating isn't that a funny thing i don't even know their name i look at you and i i, I don't remember who you were but i know you're allergic to this you like this you like isn't that funny so we have that ability to know about somebody, not as a name, not as a celebrity, not as a, but as a human being. What 
this person likes does he like soups more soups does he like more meat does he like more fish so i got to learn about these things about different players without even knowing their name a lot of the athletes will come in i don't even know their name they play on other teams but i see them often every time they're in montreal they come and eat so 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 i got to know about them and the other thing is also i try to experiment weird things with them (laughs) and they 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 actually like that they actually like the fact that i like to play experiments with them and i go ask them as i and and today in today because a lot of players kind of like we're friends now i know them now it's you know years and years uh, passed away the beauty about it is is so recently i received uh, uh we, we just played yesterday columbus blue jackets i think so the day before we had the columbus blue jackets at park the whole wait the whole team shows no, the up? whole team six six six, six players six of them okay. the, the whole team the, the whole team we had was a week and a half ago washington capitals the whole, whole team, team was at park okay yeah but that's a whole different story because the person that i should thank on this is lars eller lars, i was just gonna say that lars eller I, is one of my closest boys i talk to him regularly i love his family julie's I love great julie. yeah i love the children i actually go to washington to cook for them and to cook for the whole team Amazing. in their house nice because i want to because i want to do that it's because he's a friend he's the beautiful human being he's a great yeah. honestly when I first moved back here to Montreal to do radio, one of the first people I met, and my wife is uh, half Danish, okay, and I, and, I, and I hit it off with, with Lars. It was a couple of people I hit it off. Max was one of them. Lars was another. Yeah. He was young. He was just starting off. And Julie's a sweetheart. They have a beautiful family. Yeah. So Okay, so Lars, because of, yeah, because of your... Lars, Lars, like, Lars, yeah, go to park. Be, Lars became a friend. Yeah. You know, uh, you know it's, I was very close of cooking and i was actually doing meals for the montreal canadians for their practice i i was doing their dinners when max pacharty was there when pk suban was there you know i used to do their dinners at max's house and different houses you know things like that for the for the whole team mm-hmm. uh, so i became very close prices another close friend of mine uh, but uh, lars has a he never thinks he's a star he never thinks he's a hockey player he's He's a human as you see who he is, and that's it. And uh, he started bringing in, obviously, the Washington Capitals once he got traded to the Washington Capitals. And, and, um, and um, I spoke to uh, Lars, and, and I actually thank him recently for, for making uh, Alex, Alex Ovishkin, you know, came to me once and he said, you know, Park is my favorite restaurant in the world. So for me, it's, it's, it's like heartwarming, right? Yeah. And also him coming now is not Lars because not Lars is no longer there. Lars is with, uh, with uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh now, yeah. Uh, I did send a message, a nice message to uh, Crosby saying, you know, take care of Lars. He's my boy. I love him. Uh, so, you know, he was like, yeah, he's a great guy. You know, we have a great team. We have a gr-. And, and, and Crosby, for another sense, great hockey player amazing human being that's what i hear never met him amazing when i tell you an amazing human being that's sydney crosby um very canadian proud very you know maritimes proud (laughs) a very great guy and uh uh, now is no longer large because he's no longer in the team of capital so now it's you know you know you know you know carlson you know uh, uh there's uh uh 
Backstrom, uh, all these boys that are always, you know, sending me messages and saying we're coming, we're coming. It's cool. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's been really really cool and and uh, yeah. So they came, the whole team came. Uh, I also had, uh, I think every we had three games so far. Did three, we games. three games. Yeah. Three games. We have Washington Capitals, mm-hmm. Minnesota um, Wilds. Wild. Yeah. They also came. Yeah. And Columbus. And then Columbus. So all yeah. three team came. <laughs> You're three for three. Yeah, so, so you got you got thirty how many games thirty eight more to go. So I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful that they're also at least giving me an opportunity. And for the Columbus Blue Jackets, there was actually two players who sent uh, two two guys who sent them over. Two players. One is uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, which is a very close friend of mine also, and an old brother, an old friend of mine, uh, um, uh, Jacob. Mm-hmm. You know, Jacob yep. Voracek. Yes. Yeah. So Jakub Voracek is, is one of my closest boys. So it's amazing. They, they told them to come to Park. So that's why they came. They didn't yeah. even know about Park. No. And it's word of mouth that spreads yeah. across the leagues <laughs> and, and people come and it's, it's special. Yeah. It really is because and you the, see them walk in and you're fueling that. I mean, you're oh, fueling them, right? I'm so so they, happy too. They, they score a couple of goals. It's your fault. <laughs> no, <against> no, no. <laughs> they win, they lose. No, don't no, blame me. You cannot not, blame the food. It's not my fault. No, no, no okay, but you yeah. fuel them is what I'm, I'm just, saying. I'm just, it's, it's pretty exciting that it's, you're, you're... It's very, very grateful. But uh, at the same time, it, it's, it's, it's a new relationship that starts. And you got to understand that these guys live in a world because I'm surrounded by a lot of athletes and, and actors and you know, singers and things like that. They live in a very secluded world. They, 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 they can't go out and just go anywhere and just sit down. Any, well, hockey players can do that in the States because not many people. Oh, but it, yeah, not a lot of people here, here forget here, it. Here, like, here, you play for the Montreal Canadiens, you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. No, And, and there, sometimes they are... They are interrupted when they're having, I'm sure they're having dinner at park and some, some other people, some other patrons might go up to them. No, they a, don't. They don't? Not no. at park. No. At park is... It's just a different, I think, you know. Park, they leave them alone. Yeah. I go bother them. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> I go bother them, but yeah. at the end of the day, this, the, the, the beautiful thing is everybody who comes into park, so, so the, for instance, the Washington Capitals, you know, they all have my phone number. Um, the, the the Minnesota guys, they all my they all have my phone number. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they all have my phone number. So it's now it's like whenever they come, they just send me a direct message and tell me I'm coming. Okay, great, great. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking of which way I want to go yeah. because there's so many questions that I still want to ask. But right now at Vogue, if mm-hmm. you don't know Vogue. I have the Mont- the Canadian women's soccer team. Oh, I saw that yeah, on Instagram. For yeah. the whole week. So I'm feeding them You're feeding breakfast, them all week. lunch, and dinner. pre-game, all dinner, after, after, after game. Um, and I want them to win. I want them to beat Brazil. Even though I lived in Brazil, I'm all about Canadian soccer players. Yeah. And I do know a lot of soccer players from Canada too. Uh, I actually went to do uh, um, the proposal dinner party in in Kanaki uh, Heist. Kanaki Heist is in Belgium. It's the northern side of Belgium. And uh, my friend Kyle Aaron, he's a football player mm-hmm. for the national mm-hmm. um, national uh, Canadian team. team. Yeah, I did their dinner for their uh, 
his proposal to get married. Yes. Oh, wow. So it was very special. Well, the special moments yeah. in your life, too. <laughs> I'm curious to hear what you think about, because so, nowadays there's a hype around going to great restaurants, whether you're in Miami, more than ever, right? <laughs> and uh, those big bills, the, uh, the $2,000 plates of uh, Wagyu and uh, bottles and yeah. Uh, yeah. extraordinary chefs. And then not necessarily extraordinary, but they might be, have the hype, but they don't necessarily have the talent. I'm curious to know, you know, whatever this is. The salt, the, the, the salt, salt Yeah, the salt bay. It's red, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, salt bay. when you watch that stuff as somebody who is at the level you're at as a as a chef a renowned known everywhere when you see that hype what are what are your thoughts on 2023 and what it's become in terms of entertainment yeah entertainment, entertainment. It's, be, it's become like it's an entertainment it's an entertainment i i believe that the social media platform gave them the opportunity to to be a personality a character and uh, do I see it in a negative way positive way I think it's amazing you know you know why it's amazing it doesn't matter if they know or they don't know for me it's always been the part where do they put a smile on your face the smiles of your face accumulations of all the smiles of your face is what's going to make you happy at the end of the day. Mm. If they're there to make people happy and entertain people, I think they're doing a good job. I don't judge them as chefs. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a judge who's going to judge. They're good chefs. They're bad chefs. They're just, listen, everybody has the freedom to do whatever they want to do. This is, this is the reality of our world. But uh, what we have to understand is we know what we're coming from. I come from the world where when I was growing up, there was no computers. What computers? There was maybe a calculator that you had to charge with the with the sun, you know, <laughs> the, the, those those back in the days. Yeah. And you couldn't even bring a calculator to school, first of all. And I grew up, when I first started going to elementary school, I grew up on, 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 on as a uh, compass. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Asian. The compass, yeah. The compass, yeah. Compass. Um, so, and then after that, I, 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 the computers came in. The gaming came in, uh, which I'm graduate of, you know, programming. I'm a I'm a programmer from Champlain College and McGill. Nice. McGill, I, I went to Champlain College McGill too. McGill University. And yeah. <laughs> when were you at Champlain College? Uh, 2003. Okay. Nice. Three. So you went a little bit later. No, 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 no. 1993. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Not 2003. Yeah, because you're a few years. I, what am I talking? Yeah, about? exactly. I was 19, trying to do the math. 1993. I, okay. So I was there yeah, a couple of years before. Yeah, 1993. I went there in 1993. I went to Champlain College, computer science, three years technique, and then I, after that, I went to McGill for software engineering. Um, and I love computers. That's I, I was I was a gamer. Starcraft, Warcraft, name it. Awesome. Doom, <laughs> Dune, name it. I was a, I was a big gamer. And 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 the crazy thing is, I used to always go work. You know, when I used to dishwash for three years at, at this buffet, buffet Chinese buffet, I used to work walk the walk delivery. I used to do everything dishwash. I used to love dishwash, by the way. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> 
It's one of the first things he said on this yeah. podcast. And then, and then, and then, that's what I'm going to take away from it. Yeah, I love washing dishes. Yeah. And, and, um, I think that's why I love taking showers. I take twice a day. <laughs> you love water. It's one I of the first water. things you I said. I love water. Um, and then I used to, every night, even if I'm tired, I used to play games. Just, just, fan of the games uh, the, the the world of the programming the world of computer language i was just big fanatic of that as well but it was but real passion was cooking him and like like f- f- for me uh the world of i i forgot where we're where we at um Social media social and, and media. how yeah, yeah. all what these, that, there's a hype so, behind so, what you do. So, so what I, and this is, this is something that I've, I've said it before, is that we come from the world where there's no computers, no cell phone. And we, we, we went through that. We lived the, the big phones and then he slowly came down to Nokia, Panasonic and, 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 and Motorola. And <laughs> we started with the rotary phone <laughs> and the long cord. And that was our generation. Yeah. Today, we don't leave the, we no longer leave our generation. We leave the next generation. A lot of the older generation, like such as us, we still want our generation to be there, a part of the new generation. But that is wrong. Because the new generation, we have to adapt to the new generation. That, that is what it is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Obviously, the fundamental inside, the good things that we grew up since we were a child, I want to keep that. And we should keep that. But the technology-wise, we have to adapt to the new technology that comes in, in in front of us for our children and things like that. Because if not, you're going to be in the back and your children is going to be all in the front and you won't be able even to talk to them because you're not talking the same language anymore. And that's what's going on today with the new children and nonas. Yeah, that's true. The children don't talk to nonas anymore. It's, it's weird. It's done. Yeah. And that's my biggest, uh, the, 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 the biggest thing that I'm afraid of is that nonas... Grandparents. The grandparents, the recipes and everything is disappearing. We, at least we we used to take, we used to go to the kitchen, cook together the old school way. We have to learn how to do, you know, hand, hand work in the pasta, hand work in the, in the, in the noodles, hand works in the dumplings. You know, we used to do things together with them. Today, they don't do that anymore. So that's one of my biggest uh, things that I have. I'm afraid that that's going to disappear. And I, I, I tell everybody that that should be connected more and more. Do you think it's because the generations have such a gap oh, between them? Gap. Yeah. Such so it's gap. like nothing to relate to. Well, the, my grandmother, they're no longer here, but let's just talk about my mother and my children. They don't speak the same language anymore. They're, they're speaking iPad, iPhone, this <laughs> language. My mom is speaking book and newspaper language. How could they go along together? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they talk to each other about the past, history, but um, I think it's attention spam, I think. That's what it's called. Yeah, the, the attention spam. Yeah, the attention spam. The new generation is very quick. Huh? Very quick. The old generation was to sit down, yeah. listen for 30 minutes, have the time to play a nice chess game, yes. talk about the past. Today, no, no. Today is so fast. Everything is so fast. Your social media is 15 seconds. That's it. That's why we're doing seconds. Antonio Park shorts. Yeah, yeah. We're going to put out three or four of them, whatever, because you know, after a minute, you lost them. 
It's You're like, awesome. tell me, tell me what he said, but in less than a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. So it goes How very much fast. Has so, so these things are the things that are changing. And is it, is it, it's for me, when I look at things on social media and I see all these new chefs and crazy things that they're doing and, and the salt bay and the steaks <laughs> of $2,000, and I find it very amusing. Uh, it's not for everybody. If, you're, if you can afford to pay for it, and if you want a luxury life, by all means, go ahead. You got to work hard for it. But um, I, I, I intend to live the, the normal life like everybody else. I want to live that normal life because I do have a, I do have a, I have to set an example for my children. So I would imagine as somebody who is a restaurateur, well-known chef, that you know, some people, as I said, the generation might think, oh, he probably goes to all these restaurants. He's hitting yeah. all of them. And you probably go to the ones that people wouldn't expect you at and are actually better than some of the ones you'd have a $2,000 bill at. Absolutely. Yeah. I go to restaurants, mom and pop shops. Exactly. I love my mom and pop shops. I like to go to places where I used to go. And I'm old school, so I, lo I have this, you know, the, the new generation does not have something that is called uh, loyalty. Oh no, zero loyalty. Yeah, but I'm very loyal. <laughs> you are, yeah. I'm very loyal. Me I too. go to the same place mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, and also, the reason why I go there is because I can connect the memories when I used to go with my mom and my dad back in the days. You know, I want to relate to that to my children and say, you know, it's, there's something that every, anybody can take away from me, but there's one thing that they cannot take away from me is my memories. So I want to always revive those memories and you know, you know, smell, yeah. feel. You know, those are important things. You know. Is a business like yours or a restaurant like Park or many of the other restaurants, high-end restaurants that you have, quality restaurants, you go through what we went through the last couple of years. Are they a little bit more recession-proof because of the type of food you prepare and, and the type of clientele you might have? Or did you also, because I know there's a lot of chefs, up-and-coming chefs, restaurateurs watching you right now, and you must have gone through a tough time. Oh, through those yeah. years oh, yeah. you had to reinvent yourself as well first of all i went to the pandemic before anybody went to the pandemic park and lavanderia went on fire so i was closed alone when everybody else was doing business so that was my first my first pandemic that was my first start pre, right pre-pandemic yeah, pre yeah it was before yeah, that before the pandemic and then after the pandemic hit so when the pandemic hit i was like strike two strike two, <laughs> strike two. but what i realized when the pandemic hit is that my food is you know i wanted to do delivery and takeout it made sense for me uh, but at the same time what i realized is that i have probably 20 tables in the restaurant but doing delivery and takeout i have a million tables endless tables I have a million tables that i don't even pay the rent so those are the things that you utilize more smartly and and reach out to them and do the right thing um i got a lot of support obviously from my friends and loyal customers um, but Restaurant business is tough, man. Restaurant business is tough because restaurant business is, uh, I always tell people, it's a, uh, like a box of milk. It has an expiry date to it. You can never say there's a restaurant that's been open for 100 years. No, there isn't. Do you know a restaurant that's been open for 100 years? Maybe restaurants, I don't know about 100, but maybe those yeah, cascalettes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, um, Schwartz's, yeah, pl yeah, places yeah. like that, right, that yeah. have stood the test of time. Yeah. Uh, that that are 
How but to put Montreal on the map, yes, maybe, right? 100%. But but your level restaurants yeah. and restaurants, dining in types of restaurants, you're right. And they're, they're a dime a dozen, too, meaning they're everywhere. they're everywhere. And it just seems like now there's one opening up. All the time. All the time. All the time. So, so it's, 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 which is okay. Yeah. Which is okay, you know. Uh, those who will survive will survive. Those who will not survive will survive. You know, I'm I'm one of them who opens restaurant, and sometimes I have to close it without, uh, you know, it, it happens things, you know. So you gotta always experiment and come up with new ideas and new things, and um, and don't give up. Learn from the past. Live today and tomorrow. That's the number one thing yeah, yeah. advice that you give. Yeah. Just and and do something different too. Try to find the different. Different is good. Yeah, but uh, organized different. Like we say, organized chaos. Yes. Organized, organized. Make the list. Do the list. Yes, I do the. I do the. I do the list. I, I make the list and I do the list. No, you don't. No, you don't. Trust me. There's out of ten people, maybe there's one. Per, maybe there's one person who does that still. Nobody does it that way. They all still do freestyle. They want. You have to, it's a business. A restaurant is a business. And it's a business. Another reason why it's difficult also a business is that if you come and eat 10 times, 20 times, you're super happy. And then on the 21st time you came, you come and it's like, you didn't like it. Very, very, very small chances that you come back again. Yeah. So that's the restaurant business. A lot of TV shows have exposed the restaurant business as you know, dramatic yeah. things going on. A lot of, like you said, controlled chaos. Controlled chaos. In, in the back, there's a lot of drama. There's um, sometimes uh, egos getting in the way. Sometimes oh, people fighting for positioning and yeah. who's going to be the next Antonio Park and who's going to impress Antonio more. And what do you teach the people that come into your restaurant and you know you're leading by example like what do you view your restaurant as in the back in the kitchen like what's the first thing you tell them that's the most the key this leave your ego at the door maybe or first thing yeah and i believe is the only one thing for me communication why communication in this world that we live today in 2023, there's a lot of misunderstanding because they don't communicate each other. It's not only the restaurant, it's in your life, in your family, in your relationship with your children, with your wife, with your loved ones. Please, 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 please <laughs> communicate. Communicate. Talk to each other. It's okay. Open up. Talk to each other. I nobody knows what you're thinking if you don't say it can you can, can you can you know what i'm thinking can you know what i'm thinking no no you don't no no you Unless don't. i ask you and you tell me yes or you open up and you're allowed to ask mm -hmm. are you <laughs> yes. yes you are you yes, are well in your environment ask. you are which is you're allowed to my ask. environment you are yeah you have to ask mm -hmm. you have to ask and if you don't ask then you won't get the answer and when you don't get the answer and you don't ask you presume something else which is just presuming that you think. You think that person, but suddenly that what you think goes public. Oh, where, where are we going from here? Yeah. Ask, ask, talk, communicate. That's the most important thing. Even the word, communicate, yeah. communicate, communicate. Communication is key. Yeah, when we stop talking, that's when it goes to hell in Nothing a handbasket. Yeah. Where, Antonio, where do you think 
you go from here because you've said a lot of things during this podcast and you're learning every day as humans we're learning yep. every day as somebody that works in your business you're still learning every day yes is the day you think you know it all is the day the restaurant closes behind you 100%. you know what i'm saying 100%. but you've accomplished so much what's next for somebody like you in terms of do you just keep expanding this into the empire that it's it is and it's getting bigger and bigger every day do you do something different at some point you know when you get closer to you know we're close to mm -hmm. retirement but maybe you want to sit on a i don't you don't strike me as the type of guy that wants to lie down on the beach maybe for a couple of days but no. you'd want to get back to work and doing something so where do you see yourself in the next little while where do you where do you want to i mean you look you get on a plane mm. you go overseas which you think you're doing next week and there's i've seen it it's it's your menu is it is on uh, ac right it's your menu and then you're watching uh, reruns on the food network and there's antonio park and then you're all over social media people want to be your friend because you're you're great at what you do and you attract those types of people you become like you said for lack of a better word celebrity chef very popular well known where do we go from here how much more like uh we go from here to so the idea is to be able to help more children the idea is to be able to so uh when i first opened park uh with my partner jeff Beckwitz and jeff hart um, we've decided to do something with action against hunger hunger it's a community thing it's a it's a thing like unicef to help the children and the people that's neat we've actually built uh, a couple of wells and a couple of tanks in south america chaco where i was born nice. next to paraguay and that's what we wanted to do it for the water i would like to do more of this but one of the last conversation that i had with my dad was i know and since i was a kid i was always helping friends and i don't know why i just I just why not why not yeah you're already helping people but now that you can why even not? more you want to Linda. I, I, what he, one of the last conversations that I had with him, and even my mom told me this, is that you want to help people, then work harder and make more money because you can help more people. So what I want to do is I want to obviously keep on growing my brand, keep on growing what I'm doing, and I want to try to raise as much as I can more to help more people. This is what I want to do. And, and obviously, I am thinking about, you know, building a foundation uh, where we can help children and women. So I'm going to uh, probably work on that more more deeply. And as my son started dishwashing at the age of 16 <laughs> this year at Park, he, he started dishwashing. But not only him, what I'm proud of him is that he also, not only he, he's, he, he worked, but also his school friends in the same class, four of them came to work together at Park. 16 years old, which I'm, which I'm very happy to see him. And uh, one day he comes to me and I come home late at 12, 12.30. He's obviously playing games because it's during the summer vacation. And comes up running and goes, dad, dad, dad. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, you work hard, but you don't work smart. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is your son? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, wow, okay, buddy. Then show me how to work smart. I was like, okay, I'll show you. So I'm, 
I'm looking forward for this. <laughs> okay, so your son is helping you work. No, he's not. He's not yet. Yet, but he's but he's but he's he's, he's intelligent. You know, somebody who tells me that yeah, yeah. is uh, he's he's getting he's going places. Yeah, you're yeah. you're you when you tell me that, then you have to deliver what you yes, said. Yes. You cannot just throw the words no, in the no, water and not. just not do anything. So. That's impressive for a 16-year-old to come out yeah. and tell you. That. <laughs> this must be my son. I'm like, yeah, yeah. let's go. He learned something. Yeah. I couldn't end this podcast without asking you this. Because I asked several people around me, what's the one, and, and two of the three people said the same thing. You have to ask him if, you know, pretty much, if you're cooking at home, what are the Antonio Park three key ingredients everybody must have to start and end a meal? Meaning, you know, always have handy the three things that are going to help you the most. If that makes any sense, yeah. Three three things the that three things the that, go-to things. The go-to. I'm things. going home tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm opening up that refrigerator or that pantry. Yeah. What are three things? Number that, one, three ingredients, right? Ingredients. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't needed. matter. No, it, it no, doesn't no. matter what it is. Three things that get you. Three three things that gets me going. Yes. Uh, garlic. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. Onion. Wow, I'm two for two. Yeah. Oh, you knew onion also. Well, I was. I'm guessing because those are the three. Yeah. Well, and I'll. T okay. Go. Maybe I'm not gonna yeah. take a guess. Take a guess. Third one. Okay. So garlic, onion, onion, and the third one would be anything is salt. No. 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 <laughs> salt, because I, because the thing is, I, anybody could have said salt, but for me, salt can be equal to. Soy sauce. Yes, you could. Uh, fish sauce. Uh, there's so many things Other that could things. that could replace shrimp. Mm. Shrimp paste sauce. You know, there's like there's so many things that could replace salt. Mm -hmm. And I don't even use salt if I have have to. Replace yeah, you don't have to because you have yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah. Is it another vegetable? Daikon. 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 Daikon is the natural sweetener for a lot of things because when you boil it down, it creates that sweetness. So that's the balancer of sweet and salty. And when you have something that's acidic, yeah, immediately it'll balance it out. Oh, hang on a second, I'm yeah, gonna write daikon. that down. Daikon. Daikon. Yeah. Daikon, which is an Asian radish, right? <laughs> yes, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my my wife, every now and then, as we order some stuff, um, those organic services, mm -hmm. grocery services, and I think she's she's ordered that yeah, several times. So that's okay. So. You start with those three things. You guys make osobuco, I don't know. My mom, I've never, I think I attempted it, Antonio, okay. one time mm -hmm. over the years, but my mom, she's from Milano. Oh, so, wow. yeah, she, now she's older. The, the sad thing now, as my mom has, has gotten older, is she doesn't want to cook anymore. And yesterday I was on FaceTime. She lives in Laval, which for those of you watching, it's off the island of Montreal. And my sister is a FaceTime. She just turned, she goes, mom's cooking. I was like, <laughs> wow, she's 89 years old. She just... She, she, she gets t tired. Yeah, of course, you know? of course. So, you know I, what you should do? Is prepare some osobuco for her? No. <laughs> the cooking side is the fun part. The most fun part is when you have, don't get, you know that already. Yes. You already have garlic chopped. Correct. Everything onion prepared. Onion chopped, this chopped, that chopped, and you know what she needs. So, prepare it for, for her, you're saying? Of course. Yeah. All she has to do is. Yeah. Yeah. When she comes over to my house, she always makes her, her sugo, yeah. and she's, 
it, it depends. It takes a little bit more energy, even though she's in really good shape for an 89-year-old. But yeah, that to me is when I started to see that creeping up, you know, uh, um, not as excited about cooking anymore. I knew that, okay, my mom just is, you know. Yeah, of course. Slowing it's down just, and she's, she's good, but she wants to relax. Uh, and You know the other thing about Italian mothers? They don't like to cook small. No. They like to cook large. Right. They like to cook a lot of things. Yeah. You know, when they do osobuco, they don't do two osobuco. No. They do, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. This is, because in their head is like, oh my God, it's a lot of work because I have yes. to cook all that. I'm not doing it just for that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, that's why when my mom comes over and she makes her, her sauce, it's not, unless, you know, before we used to do it every September. But that ended too, right? Because <laughs> she doesn't have the, she, in Italian, la volontà. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have the desire anymore because she's getting older. That doesn't mean we can't do it, but... Sometimes it's so much easier to, to, to do it the way you live in a, in a quick world. Yep. But if I learned anything on this podcast with you today is, okay, first of all, wash your own dishes. Yeah. Everything <laughs> starts with, with the plate and, and water, yeah. right? And you make a lot of sense with everything you say. Have the ingredients. Be in the moment. It's a beautiful thing from washing your, your ingredients and your vegetables and assembling it as you're cooking it and getting to the final product. It really is a love affair. Yeah. That's what it is. And you've made it a love affair for your entire life. And one thing I've always admired about you, mm-hmm. even though I think we only met once, yeah, yeah, we met once. is, and I'm not saying all this stuff to yeah. blow steam because <laughs> look, it's, it's coming to the end of the podcast <laughs> and who knows when I'm gonna see you again. <laughs> I think that I've always been impressed by you, and I hear from a lot of different people, and I've experienced it myself. You're a good, you're a good guy, man. Thank you. And I appreciate you, so you coming appreciate on the podcast, you. making your way here, and uh, giving your time because I know you're a busy guy. And I wish you nothing but the success, all the success in the world, and uh, the best to you and your family. I really appreciate it, Antonio Park. I appreciate thank you. you. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for watching and listening to episode 141 of the Drive-By Podcast with Antonio Park. It is sponsored by Les Delis Lafrenet, five Montreal locations, including Brossard on Tachereau. Go say hi to Anthony and the gang. You're looking for a cake this weekend for whatever you're celebrating. Also, some amazing desserts. There's a reason why they've been voted top bakery and dessert shop in the city year after year. To order any custom cakes as well, you could go in-store, any of their locations, or go online at lesdelicesleffrenet.com. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace.